Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We are just ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Let me find the book real quick. (laughs) I'll preamble Uh, a bit. That's funny. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, okay. I just got to open it to the right page. What season are we on? Seven? Yes. Okay. Season seven, we watched... The little BTS for those of you who are listening. (laughs) We watched season seven, episode 18? Yes. 18. Titled... (laughs) Y'all, I'm sorry. I'm tired. Um, Titled The One with Joey's Award. Teleplay by Brian Boyle. Story by Sherry Bilsing and Ellen Plummer. Directed by Gary Halverson. Joey is overjoyed to be nominated for a soapy and Monica gets wedding jitters. Oh, and this originally aired on March 29th, 2001. I will get my act together, guys. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, I don't think we've ever recorded this late. Probably not. Have we? I don't know. I don't think so. And if if I can be honest, I'm regretting it already. (laughs) I think it's because, like, it feels like such a weird thing to start in the middle of the evening when it's been dark already for two hours. Yeah, for sure. And so it feels like I should already be participating in my nighttime activity. You know, I'm, Which I is, should either be what, watching, like reading a book or, and like, what's funny is I, I can stop it, do this and then get back to it. But in my brain, it's kind of like when you have an appointment at like two or three in the afternoon and you feel like you can't do anything that day until the appointment because you're afraid that you're going to either oh, run yeah. over on time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. That's that's what this felt like. It felt like I couldn't really do anything tonight until we recorded. <laughs> and then by the time we're going to get done, it's going to be eight o'clock my time. And I mean, I'm 34. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> like, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, OK, let's get into this episode. So we start off at the soft, op- soft open. We are in the cafe and join. Wow. Joey is going to join Monica and Phoebe and Rachel as well. But she doesn't show up in the scene quite yet. He comes in announcing he's very excited. He got nominated for Days of Our Lives. And we find out after the girls give some guesses that it's for a soapy, which Monica doesn't even think is real. I don't even think it's real. Um, good, good thing I and, have some facts for you. Well, good. Because it feels like it barely is. Of course, Rachel knows about the award. Rachel is super excited about it. She knows that it's the third most prestigious award for daytime television stars, I think. It's like a very specific category. And Rachel claims, you have to take me. I'm going to be your plus one. Then she gets so nervous about it that she kind of freaks out a bit. But when Monica offers to go, she says, no, you're getting married. This is all I have. And at that moment, out loud, I said, Rachel, I feel that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So first off, the scene opens where they're talking about the whole like bachelorette party thing uh-huh. with like the cake and whatnot. And like hypothetically. Wait, what? You didn't see. Is this another one of those things where we didn't. Wait, start talking because maybe it's not. Um, no. they're, like, they start the scene with just the girls in the cafe. 
Yeah. And they're talking about the cake. Okay. Like, hypothetically, what if I were to get a cake that was inappropriately shaped? You didn't see this? Uh, does Phoebe suggest a certain bakery? Yes. Okay. That rings a bell, but I don't know. Continue. Um, I was just going to say, I literally saw a blooper reel, like, as on, like, Instagram on somebody's reels of this exact scene where, like, it took Jennifer Aniston so many takes because she kept laughing. Mm. So, like, to see it, like, when it first came up, I was like, we just watched this. I was like, wait. Oh. No, we didn't. It was weird. Yeah. Um, Nice. Anyways, the Sophie Award. Soapy Award. I keep wanting to call it the Sophie Award because Soapy shouldn't be a word. Yeah. Um, Especially when it comes to an award. Yeah. So the Soapy Awards were a real thing from 1977 to 1983. But then they were replaced by the Soap Opera Digest Awards in 1984. Oh, that makes sense. They they think that Friends kind of played like homage to this like Mm. award by calling it that because they probably couldn't call it what it really was. Yeah. Okay. So it was real, just not at the time that this was shooting. Okay. That sounds, that's, it sounded fake. It sounded like something that they put as a plant in a fake show. It did. So I'm glad you had some facts about that. Okay. In the main part of the episode, we open up on Ross. He is currently in front of his class, his students, and it looks like Ross has a new haircut and maybe a new hair color. Did you notice that too? It did look a little different, I would say. And maybe it was just a cut, and maybe the way that it was cut allowed me to see the color a little bit more, but it felt more... Maybe the way it was styled, too. Like I feel red. like it isn't usually like that. It had more of like an auburn color to yeah. it. Yeah, Normally, I, I think that. of like jet black hair for Ross. Not jet black, like Joey, but like soft black. But this was... This had a little bit more of like an amber tone to it. But anyways, this is a scene where he's explaining that based on scientific research and new discoveries, they feel like the Velociraptor made a high-pitched noise. So he gives an example of it, which is always a really funny scene because he puts his hands to his sides like a Velociraptor's like gills things would open and like waves them around. It's really funny. Yeah, one of my favorites. He dismisses the class and... Ross pulls over one of his students about his midterm. He says, hey, come over. He's like, oh, did I fail it? He got a 7%, which, I mean, at that point, you're maybe answering one question, right? Maybe. Maybe two, depending on on how many questions there are. I don't know. So what's interesting about this scene specifically, and Llewellyn, I don't know if you'll be able to come along with me in this journey, But Ross in his professor mode had me feeling some type of way. Feelings that I don't normally feel in relation to Ross. (laughs) He had this like... So it was just Ross in this whole scene, apparently. It's just this scene. It was like him in his like... I'm in a position that's higher than you. I'm dressed up. I'm like, I have authority. And I was like, okay, Ross. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I was going to ask this later then, but I'll ask it now. Okay. Have you ever had, like, a crush on a teacher? Yes, my first guy teacher. 
he was what (laughs) how old were you like did it take you a while to have a guy teacher oh gosh no i was in um maybe later l later elementary i think okay i think it was maybe fifth fifth or sixth grade wait it's pretty early no fourth fourth or fifth wait sixth i skipped seventh grade And then eighth and ninth. Okay, yeah, fifth, uh, fifth or sixth. Yeah, I was really young. He, yep, it was a later elementary. And thinking back on it now, I'm like, gosh, this guy was probably in his like, what mid twenties when like people start teaching after they graduate college, early to mid twenties. Okay, so he's a new teacher. Maybe you know he might have been. I mean, now I'm trying to recall back. I mean decades at this point <laughs> so it's <laughs> not so like it's not like we keep in touch <laughs> um he must have been ex-military his haircut would probably suggest that but then he also was in charge of the school flag so there would be a a rotation of the students in class who would put it up and take it down every day before and after school because you don't like leave it up overnight that's not like the official rules and when it rains you're supposed to take it down as well so there was one day where it kept sprinkling on and off all day literally all day i swear i went in and out of that school 10 times because every time it stopped raining we'd go back and put it up and then every time it started drizzling again we'd go and take it down and i swear i like barely went to classes that day because it was my day signed on it it just kept drizzling um but yeah, I I made your crush. I mean, obviously, like I was in fifth grade, so it wasn't anything special. But yeah, yeah, I can remember that being I for sure thought he was thought he was it. That's I wonder funny. if that's where like it was the results of just like dad issues of just like <laughs> older man, like a guy in authority seems to have his ish together. Okay, Did you let's not get that deep? <laughs> um. I'm trying to think back. Like, I knew you would ask me in, like, response, but... Sure. Uh, I don't remember. My first well, my first guy teacher, I was in second grade, so... And he was, like, ancient to me, even though I'm pretty sure he was probably in, like, his l- lower 40s. Um, oh, okay. But as a second grader, you're like, that's old. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Ancient. I want to say... I want to say there was, we had a really weird gym teacher that like nobody really cared for. Um, and I do remember we had a gym teacher, like his substitute, whenever he mm. was gone and his substitute came in. I remember him being really cute. Oh, But okay. we didn't have him like often enough to like develop a crush, if that makes sense. Yeah, to actually form a crush. Yeah. yeah. But the first one I can honestly remember, because I didn't have a whole lot of guy teachers growing up. Um, no, neither did I. The first one I can think of is high school I think I was in 10th grade and so sophomore and I want to say I never actually had him as a teacher my friends did he was a what was he social studies I think um history of some sort and they had him as a teacher and he was like in the same pod as like my um what was she called our like class advisor teacher or whatever Mm -hmm. um and so, like, when we did 
class like officer meetings he would always like be there like around so I just like got to know him and he was a new teacher as well it was like his first year so he was late like early 20s mid 20s and by that point I was like 15 or 16 so like our age gap wasn't that far off Um, sure better than mine (laughs) yeah but I just remember him being like so hot I wonder whatever happened to him I know it kind of makes me wonder if you're out there and you used to work at Christian Charter Academy. <laughs> Three Rivers High School. In, in the late 90s or early 2000s. Let me know. <laughs> I don't even remember his name, honestly. But I loved him. So that's a very great question. Um, so the student wants wants to get kind of like a pass at his failing grade. He wants him to change it because he says he's in love with Ross. He says, I'm so distracted during class when you're up there. And he sits on the desk with him. And and what's interesting about how quickly this turns for me is that the, the student is being so creepy that it made me unfeel all the feelings I w- had just been feeling about Ross. Yeah. For about, for about, Two seconds, I was like, okay, Ross. And then the kid starts talking about his obsession with Ross and how he loves him. And I'm like, ugh, never mind. (laughs) It changed so fast. Okay, but didn't those two look like they could be brothers? Yeah, they weren't very far apart in age. Yeah. The kid definitely had, he looked older, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to the cafe and... There's this guy checking out Monica, Phoebe says, and Phoebe says, like, go ahead, get the number just in case. As a backup, the guy approaches and Monica, before he even really says anything, turns him down immediately. He says, well, this is embarrassing. Uh, I actually came over to talk to your friend, Phoebe, which makes Monica completely embarrassed. So she lashes out toward him but Phoebe yeah Phoebe gets the guy in this scenario and that's really all I wrote yeah there's nothing in that scene really yeah it's it's a pretty short scene and it it's more of a setup scene to what we're gonna experience the rest of the episode so then we go into Joey's apartment he is practicing his win with a syrup bottle Rachel walks in on him as he's doing his speech, and Rachel is listed as fourth in the speech as he's listing out his friends. Um, yeah, Joey finds out that he's presenting an award as well. So she mentions how great that is because he'll be able to be on stage whether he wins or loses. And Joey takes that really quickly as Rachel thinking he won't win, but she does try to soften the potential blow by mentioning how hard of a category that is and recommends practicing the gracious loser face. Um, which is so which funny. she gives a quick example of. And then he's like, okay, have you practiced losing your Grammy awards? And she says, no, cause I always win when I'm practicing. <laughs> As best new artist. As best new artist. Yeah, that's great. So in, at Rachel, or sorry, not Rachel, Monica's work. Wait, we were wait, in wait, her wait, kitchen. Wait, wait. The Magna Doodle oh, was mm. a fish eating a smaller fish. Oh, okay. Really nice. random. 
Mm-hmm. Now, Phoebe comes in while Monica is in the middle of work, which maybe she's got like an open kitchen policy. I always think that's kind of weird when she just like yeah. pops in and Monica's in the middle of dinner service, you know? Yeah, it's weird. But she's... She comes in to explain the date. Phoebe likes him a lot. And Monica mentions that she hasn't had that feeling since she first started dating Chandler. At first, she says it in a very nostalgic kind of way, as in, oh, I haven't had that feeling since I first started dating Chandler, just remembering what that felt like. And then she starts freaking out because she won't be able to do that ever again with anybody else. And then she says, it's normally a guy thing, but they usually are like, we're not going to be able to sleep with anybody else. And then she goes, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to sleep with anybody else. So she's she starts to freak out. Um, she knows her impending wedding is coming and the idea of being locked down forever is starting to scare her. So we go back to Joey's place and Ross asks Joey for advice about this kid in his class. Rachel comes out to weigh in at the same time. They kind of talk through the situation of just what's happening. Rachel feels kind of bad for the kids. She said she used to have a teacher that she had a crush on. She said she couldn't focus, um, got really bad grades. And Joey asks, oh, well, how did you get over it? And she goes, I didn't. I got under him. <laughs> oh. Oh, Rachel. So I feel like that's a classic Rachel response. Like pre, it really is. It, pre it does Monica living with Monica. Like Rachel was totally agree. To everybody, it calls back to the old Rachel for sure, for sure. And it obviously doesn't help Ross with his situation at all. Even though Joey's like problem solved. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so downstairs in the cafe, the date is over. And they kiss each other goodbye, are just hanging out by the door, trying to say goodbye. And then she finally joins Monica on the couch. And Monica has come to terms with her relationship. Uh, realizes that they've got something really special and deep that has been hard won over months and months and months of dating. At this point, the guy yells through the window that he misses her and she yells right back through it. Chandler comes in for a brief second to essentially steamroll over what Monica is trying to emphasize that they've got a mature relationship. And then he negates that with a very quick comment um, to totally, you know, deflate where Monica was trying to go. Yeah, for sure. Um, can I just say that in this might sound weird, but I really miss turtlenecks. Like, there are mm. so many turtlenecks in this episode alone. I've noticed them a lot lately in the show. But, I don't know, Monica was wearing one. Her whole outfit, I couldn't tell if it was the graininess of my TV, like, with the DVD, or if they were actually, like, velvet pants. But if they were velvet pants, those pants with that brown, like, turtleneck she was wearing, I was loving every second of that outfit. Yeah. I know, really random, but... I miss him. Yeah, I actually love a guy in a turtleneck with a blazer. You know how guys do that? Where instead of wearing yeah. a t-shirt and a blazer, they do it with a turtleneck in the winter. And it's so hot. <laughs> Every time I see someone yep. do that, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so attractive. 
Which is so interesting because turtlenecks by themselves, I guess if they're worn in the right like context can be okay. But if you put a blazer over it, I'm like, okay. I feel like on guys, like if it's not worn with a blazer, then it needs to be like a chunky sweater that has like a like a chunkier turtleneck, not like the tight ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Because um, other, yeah, like by themselves on guys, I don't really care for it. Like all I'm envisioning is that like Ross. Dwayne. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> but yeah, no, what you said, and then like a chunky, like turtleneck sweater, like a cozy mm-hmm. sweater. Yes, I, can see that. I love it. Okay, so we followed Joey and Rachel. I mean, technically, to the awards. Now Joey's category is up right away, but after they do all of the announcements and Rachel is getting him ready, he loses. He loses the award. And he loses it in front of the camera. He's like swearing. He's doing a lot of Italian hand gestures. And Rachel is sort of side eyeing the camera because she knows it's right there. So she's trying to mitigate this situation that she has no control over. And then he sees it and starts to he shifts immediately into the gracious loser face. Then it cuts to him being up to present the award that he's presenting He's still very bitter about it. He's got no, he's got zero energy to his speech. He's so mad that he even speeds through the nominees so that they stop clapping, (laughs) which is such a petty moment from Joey. I actually enjoyed that a lot. When Jessica, his co-star, Days of Our Lives, when Jessica wins, he accepts the award on her behalf. And once he realizes kind of what that is, he uses it as an opportunity to do his speech They cut him off. They start playing the music. They cut his mic. He can't continue. And then he marches off the stage. Anything with that? No, there really wasn't much at the awards. Now, back at Joey's place, they're coming in in kind of a rush. And they rushed out because he stole the award. He stole their award. And Rachel is adamant that he has to return it. The, the award itself is for Best Supporting Actress, so we can't even pass it off as something that he could have won, even if people saw at his house, they they would see what it was for. He he concedes his, his side and says he will take it back tomorrow. Rachel's about to fake accept an award in the practice, and he opens the door and says, if I can't have it, you can't either. And so she walks off, and that's the end of that scene. I love, I can't remember the context in which he said it, but he said, um, be having it or be halfing it. And he's like, yeah, it's because I'm be halfing it. And like, he used it right. as like a verb. And I'm like, that's not a word. But the way he said it was so funny. I don't know. Context yeah. is lost on me. But when he said the word, because I, it's a verb. I be I be halfing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 On his, on her behalf. Yeah, because I'd be half in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're back in the class. Ross is up there and again. And another student comes forward asking for a change of his grade because he's in love with Ross. Now, for a microsecond, Ross panics. And he says no i'm not gonna do that and the guy's like well you did it to so and so and he goes yeah but that's a different scenario he was in love with me and he's like no he's not so he actually finds out the truth the other students just yanking his chain 
the jig is up for all of these students. He has a girlfriend anyways. And they find out that this other kid has done it with three other teachers. So there's a bunch of teachers out there who think that this one student is in love with them, bumps up their grade, and obviously that's not something that you're going to talk about in the teacher's lounge, so he's just getting away with it on all counts. And this kid thinks that he's going to maximize on the strategy, um, but one one student too many, Yeah, I think. And it causes all the truth to come spilling out. Yes. So in the cafe, Monica is still freaking out and confides in Phoebe again. Phoebe suggests she's got to get out of the system, suggests a guy. And Monica says that the mature thing is that she just needs to talk to him about all this, which applaud. I was I said out loud, yes, Monica. Yes. yes. Finally, we've reached the, the point. Finally. In their relationship, we finally have the communication trope is back, is good, a good communication trope. And but Phoebe says no, then gives the follows that up with the worst advice about communication I have ever seen, 100%. ever heard. Monica calls it out really quickly. She said, oh, you got that from your mom who was married multiple times and then killed herself. And immediately Phoebe says, yes, okay, yes, I see. Go, go, get out of here. <laughs> like, immediately <laughs> sees the error of her ways, yeah. realizes the mistake, and forcefully shoves Monica, not physically, but, you know, shoves her in the right direction, metaphorically. Um, now down at the studios, so as promised, Joey's about to return this award, and he says, Rachel, you got to be chill. Just because you're here, just be chill. And she gets the award. Joey says, hey, I'm here to give you your award. And she's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then she gives, like, the biggest eye roll known to mankind. She really has no – she thinks this is no big deal. And Joey is offended by that because, to him, it would be everything. Yeah. And so they steal it back. And she takes a vase, too. Rachel takes a vase because she's like – I think I deserve it. I think she wants to hold something. I think that's part of it. And mm-hmm. I think like, oh, you're just going to crush Joey yeah. like that. And it wasn't even towards him, but Joey just would care about that award so much more. Yeah. So I think she feels like she's doing it in like solidarity with him, so to yeah. speak. Like I'll take something too. <laughs> For sure. So Allison Sweeney is the person who plays jessica ashley in this scene um she is the actress on the fictional version of days of our lives but in real life sweeney actually plays sammy brady on the real days of our lives and she's also sweeney is also co-starred in that show by jennifer aniston's father john oh yes yes we have talked about jennifer aniston's dad on that show okay so kind of like two worlds colliding yeah, I like that. So back in the couple, we're winding down the episode. We're back at the apartment and Monica tries to open up the conversation a little bit. She fails because she doesn't say it blandly. She tries to skirt around the thing and then she finally just lets it out. She shares her fears, but Chandler is totally fine. He realizes he doesn't have a great track record with girls anyways, so it's not like he's 
ready to hop back into all of those feelings that he used to get, which is a lot of sweating and worrying and panicking and all of that. Um, and then he tries to calm her and then he says, but now that I know you're feeling that way, we're back to the panicking and the sweating. And he says the same thing that he's been saying about how he normally feels at the beginning of a relationship. This is just so great to me because it shows the confidence that Chandler has in them. And so much so that it's kind of physiological that he just feels so confident that he, that would be his worst nightmare to have to start over with somebody. Mm -hmm. But it shows like how confident he is. He's like, I'm fine. Like, I think it's great. Now, I don't feel like Monica in this situation got to really air exactly how she was feeling, like the depths of it, especially with how big of a storyline it seemed to be at the beginning. It didn't feel like an adequate conversation in relation to the seriousness of how she felt. It didn't seem like it lined, aligned for me. But I'm, but for the first time, she did handle it maturely, which is great. And a big step in the relationship for them, honestly. Yeah. I think this is the first time that she's been honest about how she's feeling, when she's feeling it. It doesn't take too long for her to share it. Yeah, it almost felt like the two of them like switched places like he Mm. is comfortable with where they are and like what is to come yeah and he's like not looking for anything else or like imagining what other scenarios would look like whereas she's like what am i doing with like she's i don't think she's questioning her time with chandler but like no she's just having those moments of like oh my gosh this is it like i can't i won't be able to do anything with anybody else i'll never have that feeling again which if i'm being honest I can't wait to not have that feeling again. Oh, seriously. Spoken like a true single. Like, yeah, I just can't wait to feel something again, first of all. And then after that, not to have to feel that ever again. Exactly. Like, I'm excited to feel it one more time. Yes. With the person. And I really hope it's soon. And then be done. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Then, once again, we wrap this up in class. Ross calls the kid back up, the first one, calls him out for faking it, changes the grade back, and and then the way that it gets, Ross is so offended that this kid tried to pull one over on him, but the way that he talks about it is as if they're having a relational spat, and he turns around and finds out it's in front of two more professors when he's saying, you never even really loved me. It doesn't look great. It does not. Just the timing is bad. Uh, This is one of the, one of the, one of the things, one of those like little micro tropes that I love about friends where they're talking about one thing, but they really, it's, it's like a version of it where they're talking about one thing, but it looks like you're talking about another. Then these people over here, overhear it and so he bargains with him real quick he says if you don't make this worse i'll give you a c (laughs) and then he and then he walks out with the other professors because the kid agrees obviously why wouldn't you if he failed so that wraps up the storylines and then we get a quick tag scene where phoebe starts to pretend with the award that she sees in Joey's apartment, she's waiting on Rachel to come out. So she accepts her Nobel Peace Prize for massage. And as well as another one, I can't remember. It was for 
like a song or something and then the name of the song Rachel comes out and tries to like get her to go but she's very much in character throughout the entirety of this scene yeah so a couple like final things there's a few Mm -hmm. things about the tag um so Phoebe's pretending to accept the award and she claims that it's for a Nobel Peace Prize for a massage and it's kind of a callback to the episode the one where Ross and Rachel take a break in which Phoebe had dated a diplomat that she met in the UN and she was giving free massages outside the UN claiming bodies at peace make peace and Monica literally said the line you make just the you might just get the first Nobel Prize for rubbing oh my gosh I forgot about that a slight callback because she didn't mention good callback for massages and then she also says the famous phrase, live from New York, it's Saturday night. <laughs> it's Saturday night! That's um, right. Both Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow auditioned to be regular cast members on that show oh. prior to their success on this show. Okay. Um, and then Jennifer, Lisa, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer have all hosted the show at some point. Oh, dang. So Matt LeBlanc and Courtney Cox haven't? Not that I know of. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. But That's the rest of them have. Um, and then I think it was well noted that Matthew Perry only had three minutes in this entire show. Yes. You could definitely tell. When he showed up the first time on the couch in the cafe, I was like... It was like 30 seconds. Wow. We have not seen him all episodes so far, and we're already minutes. I mean, it's been minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I feel like it was like half the episode and then he showed up. I know. Dang. Well, what was your favorite scene? Um, I think probably Joey at the awards show <laughs> when he was accepting it for Losing Jessica. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just his whole... Like how he walked up there all grumpy and started giving his acceptance speech. And I just thought it was funny. He was so monotone, too. He was. And then, like, they they clapped because you stop after every name. And then he just Uh kept going, like, really fast so they couldn't clap. Yeah. Yeah, it was was just very Joey to me. And I thought it was funny. That's awesome. This is a hard one for me because none of them stick out so big that it makes me want to call them out even the moments that I'm looking at I I think yeah I could pick that one because that was funny or yeah I could pick this one so I guess because I really don't have one I'm I'm gonna say shout out to Ross in this episode because one I normally don't pick Ross I I don't think that we pick Ross a lot in our favorite moments unless it's at his expense humor wise but in this moment I truly just at the beginning of that first scene with him in his in his like teacher mode professor dressed up acting like i know what i'm doing i'm an adult and i've got this all figured out i was like okay ross i would date you yes so shout out to that honestly i i don't even think it's a favorite scene it's just i have to give <laughs> i have to give it where it's due because i don't normally feel any type of way about ross and, and he made me feel things, so well done. That's fun. <laughs> what about episode rating? Um, honestly, this episode wasn't giving me anything, so yeah. I'm going to yeah. say a smelly cat. Yeah. 
It yep. doesn't happen very often, but yeah, I, I know. just it was. Bad. There wasn't enough moments in it for me to like even consider raising it. I'd be interested to see how our lowest episodes correlate with how little Chandler's on that episode and see if there's any correlation at all. <laughs> Probably, honestly. Because I can't remember. I, I know that there have been several this season that we've given really low ratings to, but I cannot remember if Chandler was heavily featured in those episodes or not. Yeah, but I would, would have to say that this is, it's the same for me, Smelly Cat. I think it was a bad episode. Um. Would I watch it again and enjoy it if I was just oh, yeah. watching it? Sure, sure. I don't even think this is one that I would have to skip over. There was others that we've said you could totally skip this and be fine. But this one, I would watch it and still be entertained, but it gave me it gave me nothing. I felt nothing. Um, okay, social media spotlight. I haven't really gotten a ton, um, so I'm just going to go ahead and skip over that. Um, I have responded to everybody that... We've, I've been chatting with, so thanks for thanks for hanging out with us online. And uh, yeah, we'll go to recommend to a friend. Um, yeah. Uh, did you erase the ones we already did? Yes. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Um, okay, so I... It's probably a good one for the new year, I guess. If you have resolutions that you want to get back in the gym. So I have mentioned on the podcast lately that I've been getting back to the gym for the last few months, um, Mm -hmm. working out all those things. And I usually work out with like my AirPods. I, I got a, I was gifted a new pair of AirPods. So I take my old ones to the gym because I don't care so much about my old ones. Um, and when I would run, they would just fall out of my ear because I am sweating and AirPods are not good for running, um, or Mm -hmm. sweat in general. So, I just needed, I knew I needed something that was different and I have like running headphones that I use outside, but they're like meant for outside so I can hear what's around me and I don't want to hear what's around me at the gym because it's so loud and obnoxious. So I knew I needed to get like a pair of like over the ear headphones, but I didn't want to buy like all my stuff is Apple products. So I didn't want to buy like the Apple ones because I don't really want to take those to the gym because the purpose of them is to get sweaty um, and I didn't want to ruin them even though I see them all the time at the gym. Um, So I was like looking for a couple of months, like what kind of headphones can I get that are like decent quality, but like also not going to break the bank. And I landed on these Raycon fitness headphones. Um, They're specifically for working out, which is really nice. Um, They even have like interchangeable like earmuff things so that you can, like there's ones that like are specifically like sweat resistant or whatever. Um, and then other ones, like if you're just using them on an everyday thing, so you can change them out, which is really nice. Um, they're noise canceling. They're actually really good noise canceling. I have never had a pair of headphones that are 100% noise canceling, but these are really close, um, for a busy gym at least. And they're loud. They stay on my head. Like they're really good headphones for the price. I think I got them on Black Friday, so they were a little cheaper than they normally are but they're relatively inexpensive they look really nice um and they're just great to work out in I have honestly I feel like I'm able to actually hear what I'm listening to now and I'm not afraid of like I'm not afraid to run with them and them like falling off my head like my airpods were doing um so if you're looking for some kind of like over-the-ear headphone 
for the gym or, you know, just everyday use if you want. Um, I highly recommend these Raycon fitness headphones. They're not going to break your bank and they're pretty high quality, I would say, and they're meant for fitness. So if you want to get in the gym, there were a lot of people there tonight when I went. A lot of new people, I should say. This is what I recommend. Nice. Okay, I'm going to recommend uh, one that I, something that I got. It's one of those adult purchase things that you you kind of hate to do because when you pull the plug, you're like, I know I'm going to have to spend a bunch of money on it. But I have had the same pot and pan set <laughs> since I moved away from my home after high school. So since I was 18, I have had the same pots and pans. So much, they're so old that the bottom of the pans from scraping in circles as you're mixing stuff started, I mean, to chip to where like the the coating of the pan would end up in my food. That's That's the degree we were at. And... Knowing that like I'm trying to get healthier and microplastics and trying to get away from all that, I thought there is no way that I can continue to eat knowing that that stuff is getting in the food. So I did some research on what is the most non-toxic way to eat food. Obviously not microwaving and um, is like part of that. But I was like, I need pots and pans. What is the most non-toxic pots and pans like give me some sets and stainless steel ended up being one of them cast iron was another I just didn't want to have to mess with cast iron because I needed pots as well so I wanted to just buy a whole set of something so I found this set um there were several that they listed as being great in quality while also being you know pretty reasonable when it comes to price so I looked at a couple different options. I didn't get the most expensive one, but I did get one that is, I think it has two to three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It might be a 10 to 12 piece set. Some of them have lids, some of them don't, things like that. But I got a Tremon, Tremontina stainless steel pans. Got them off of Amazon. They were on sale. They were, I think, normally outside of their sale. The set was listed at maybe over $500. And I got them all for $280. They are very heavy duty in the sense that they're going to last. Like the handles aren't going to fall off or something. They are really great quality. I've... um cooked in them now a couple of times. There are tips and tricks to making stainless steels um, like stick free. Uh, there's certain strategies to be able to do that. So for those of you that are like, I need I need like nonstick pans. Most of the nonstick stuff that's on your pots and pans are terrible for your body. Um, they leach stuff into your body, as, or into your foods as you're cooking it. And then you eat that food and then it sits in your body. So um, there are strategies to be able to cook on stainless steel and not have it be burning stuff to the bottom of your pans. So you just have to do a little bit of research, put a little bit more care into it. 
but I feel very excited about this purchase, feel like I'm making a good decision for my health and my body, but also I feel so adult and making a decision to buy new pots and pans after 14 years or however long it's been, um, 15 years. So yeah, Tremontina stainless steel pans. I will link the set that I got in our show notes as normal. So yay. Yay for adulting. Honestly, I cannot wait to buy like new kitchen stuff when I have my own place again. I'm starting to slowly curate some things. I have my eye. I just had, I just bought a, one of the things that I have that I want to switch out is my cutting board. Cause the cutting board that I have, I got from the restaurant that I used to work in. And the ones that they use are kind of a thick plastic type mm-hmm. cutting board. And when you cut on a plastic cutting board, once again, as you keep using it and you chop in different directions, like, little bits by bits of little microplastics come off of your knife after you've sliced into it and end up in your food. So I'm like, dang it, I am like just not doing great for myself. But I've had it for several years. And so I did more research and I found the kind that you should get. And so hopefully I'll be buying that in the next probably couple of months. I'm just waiting for it to go on sale um, because I don't want to pay $100 for it. But it's like really great quality. You can use both sides for different reasons. But then you have to start doing, because it's real wood, you're having to do like a wood oil and, a, you know, a wax situation to keep it moisturized so it doesn't crack. Like, and I'm okay with doing that now. I think in my 20s, I would have been like, yeah, that's too much maintenance for me. But now that I'm in my 30s and worried about my health, I'm like, you know what, I'll put a little bit of extra effort into it if it means I'll ultimately, if I come out healthier, so... Anyways, Tremontina stainless steel pans. Recommend to a friend. Okay, next week we're going to cover the one with Ross and Monica's cousin. Yeah, so we'll catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast. <laughs>